Hello, everyone, and welcome to season one. My name is Presley. And my name is Andrew. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. We're very happy to see you here again. Uh, we can't see you, but we're still very happy about it. Um, today, we are talking about the CW show, No Tomorrow, canceled after one season, just like all the shows we talk about are. That's kind of the whole deal of the podcast. That's the one rule we abide by is that um, it has to have been canceled after a single season. Um, Andrew, would you please tell our listeners all about uh, No Tomorrow? No Tomorrow is a 2016 romantic dramedy where we find Evie Covington, played by Tori Anderson, a tightly wound risk-averse woman working in the warehouse of a Seattle-based Amazon-like company. Uh, Evie crosses paths with Xavier at a farmer's market, shocked by her attraction to this random man. Shortly after this encounter... Evie receives a package on her doorstep that has been mistakenly delivered to her when it was in fact destined for Xavier Holiday, played by Joshua Sass, the same man she ran into at the farmer's market. When Evie brings the package to Xavier, they talk and sparks fly. Xavier explains that the world is ending catastrophically by a meteor impact and that he wants to live his life to the fullest until the world ends. He has created a notebook that he calls the Apocalypse which is a bucket list of things he wants to do before the world is blown to smithereens. Evie helps him accomplish one of these list items and decides to make her own, joining Xavier in his adventure. Across the series, we see Evie become less rigid in her approach to life and Xavier reigning in his wild lifestyle to meet somewhere in the middle. Philosophies collide when nobody, save a few people, believe Xavier's theory, which has been meticulously calculated, and Evie asks Xavier to picture what a life might be like beyond this catastrophic event, should it not occur. In the end, we see that Xavier's math is correct, and he is recruited by top astrophysicists across the world to help save the Earth, while Evie leaves for the Philippines for a dream job working with people in need at a charity organization. The charity organization being Doctors Without Borders, that that little charity. Right. <laughs> um, so thank you for, for filling in our uh, listeners uh, about that. Um, let's Let's get into the show. Um, what did you think of this this dramedy, as you so aptly put it? Yes, romantic dramedy. Um, okay. Such a weird, like, when you really think about all the components that go into there, it's like, okay, romantic, drama, yeah. comedy. Those things are almost, like, the whole point of drama and comedy is that they're opposites, so it's kind of right. hard to blend them. Anyway, proceed. Well, for, well, for me, too, it's like rom-com. Uh, like, a romantic film, to me, implies drama. Yeah. And so a rom-com to me is like a uh, already a dramedy. Right. But yeah, I yeah. noted that I, any, anywhere I saw a description of it made special like care or took special care to say romantic comedy drama. So I was like, well, I have to say it too. Yeah. Um, you got you to gotta fall. You got to be on the bandwagon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> bandwagon, Andrew. It's my nickname. Uh, so what did you think about the show that I picked? that you fucked up on yes i'm never gonna Um, let you live this down what i will say is that it is it was significantly better than the wrong show correct um no i actually i actually enjoyed this show i thought it was entertaining enough well i mean i didn't i didn't love it um (laughs) It wasn't. That was the hard. quickest turnaround in the podcast. Okay, history. well, it took well, three okay. seconds for you to completely right. sour. Well, we haven't talked about it yet. I'm like live reviewing it, literally, and both in my head by by meaning. Um, so I mean, it was okay. I, okay. What I mean by like, I enjoyed it was, it didn't feel like I was being punished while I watched it. Like it was fine. Okay. So which is which is a low bar, I guess, for to, to call bar. to say enjoyed it. So I guess I need to adjust that a little bit. Um, yeah, this project that we've undertaken, this podcast, is really just an an, an like an examination of self torture and how long yeah. two two people can put up with watching some really really bad television, as yeah. we've already seen at least one example of. Yeah, at least. Um, no, it it was. I don't know. There were some moments where I like thought were funny, like little snippets here and there. I couldn't possibly remember them because it was that immemorable, but I don't know. It was, it was fine. Um, it's no running wild. That show was so good. Um, no, it, it was okay. (laughs) 
you know we need to turn down your sarcasm meter I'm, I'm worried our listeners will think that you actually believe that i don't know um no i'm being sarcastic this show I, is I would funnier say, than running wild for sure like it was there were much times funnier when i genuinely laughed and they yeah same jokes yeah yeah there were times where i i did genuinely laugh uh that being said i don't know it kind of felt every episode kind of felt a little samey uh yes, where you pretty much have cookie cutter cut and paste episodes yeah the plot which is like basically they ripped every single time exactly which is basically the plot is uh xavier has this thing he has you know you just heard the synopsis but if you actually watch the show you also know like he did all this math he's absolutely convinced the world is going to end he is just doing he's just this disruptive force in every person's life that he comes across in both a beautiful and a disastrous way depending on who you are what the situation is kind of yeah right because like look you have eight months left why mm-hmm. are you doing your menial job? Why are you doing this thing that you hate? Like, right. you know, why are it's you a painting, fair question. Like, why are you painting your house this mundane DOA approved color when like, HOA. fuck it, you wanted, you wanted, what did I say? DOA. DOA. HOA. This, this mundane HOA approved color when you fucking want magenta. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of his lifestyle and the way he, he moves through life. And, and so basically there's that. And then there's the rigid Evie who like, yes, kind of ebbs and ebbs and, you know, back and forth between being rigid and then being free flowing, whatever. Like she's learning how to like let go of some things. Yeah. And then they squabble in some way. Yeah. She, there's a rift that is yeah, created as a result of their different ideologies. And it depended on the episode, but either one of them would have been like, well, you have to decide if you can be okay with the way I think about things or expect the world to be. And you have to decide if our relationship is more important than that, basically. And that was like yeah. the show. Yep. You you laid it out perfectly. It is done. Uh, it is almost more procedural than a lot of like the, than the Alcatrazes, than the, the frequencies, right? Because like yeah. those are, are like, there can be different kinds of criminals and different kinds of cases and stuff like this. And in this, it's like, oh, well, we'll have these different free-spirited activities for the characters to do. But because the conflict is so, like, every single conflict comes back down to we're going to die in eight months, or I speculate that we're going to die in eight months because at that point they haven't been able to, like, kind of peer review Xavier's work, um, that we should live life to the fullest, which is, uh, you know, ultimately a good message, but every single episode boils down to that in a way that's like very unsatisfying. Yeah. In in my opinion. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything bigger to say than like carpe diem, you know, and that's like, it's a good message to like seize the day and go after what you like. But then it ends on a note that is actually kind of antithetical to that. In my opinion. Mm, Are you, are you, are you referencing the epilogue that I berated you for not sh- telling me about and then wanting I told to, watch, you to watch it? I sent it to you. And then didn't watch because we talked Did about it right before we started recording. Epilogue? Well, I'm just curious if you're talking about the epilogue when you say antithetical, et cetera, et cetera. No, I'm talking okay. about how these people, in spite of all of the, specifically Xavier and Evie, the two main characters, yeah. in spite of all of their like squabbling and, and, sometimes disdain for one another because they sometimes get really actually genuinely mad at one another continue to like come back together right and there's clearly chemistry beyond like circumstance between the two of them um and then they choose to not be in a healthy happy relationship and like xavier who has been complete pretty open and honest with evie and they have like this honesty policy doesn't tell her that the world is ending at the end of the show like he gets confirmed like there is an asteroid that's going to kill everyone well he leaves her voicemail when he's in prison or in jail yeah but she never got that nothing in the show indicates that she got that because when when they're saying their goodbyes right before they do their last like list item yeah she is she has no idea why he's going to houston so if she knew that he was right, he why would he go to Houston? Because she is like, but Timothy, who is uh, Evie's ex-boyfriend. Timothy g- Finger. Was, yeah, Timothy Finger. One of the worst names I think we've come across it's so far. so bad. Because um, they keep using it as like a pun or like a sexual kind of thing, and it yes. never lands. That was the know? only, yeah. That was the only the reason. The funniest thing about him is like the whole first episode, you can't hear him. And that's like the joke is that he's too timid. 
to be like and everyone's like i want to like him like he seems not but i've never like heard him speak and then he's like 10 feet away from everyone like trying to have a conversation he's like and then evie can always understand him but no one else can it's like a funny that's a funny joke right that was funny anyway um timothy finger is able to peer review and get his theory confirmed and but they don't nasa the the world at large the powers that be the man don't want public panic and so they lie and say that his theory is wrong and Evie, right. that is the last evie hears about the theory was that it was wrong was well, i thought she had yeah i guess i guess you're right now that i'm thinking about it because when they met up and he he mentioned that he's going to to texas that yeah. uh that he was like you know there's a good chance that i was right and i've got to take this opportunity to try to stop it from happening basically the meteor from crashing so i guess you're right he didn't actually confirm like hey i got in touch with that astrophysicist who called me crazy the entire series that i was trying to get to listen yeah. to or like check that my you helped me try to convince that you helped me try to convince which was you know a plot point um i was right and she's helping me or we're working together to fix it i guess he never really told her that because no, he doesn't. He wasn't and really that's able like, to. Th- that's why I'm against the 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 ending of the show itself because yeah. like he basically like betrays one of his, like his only belief that we've ever seen him have in the entire show of yeah. like seizing what he wants and doing what he needs to do because his logic is that he now wants to stop the asteroid. Like at, at the start of the show, he's it's your death is inevitable. Enjoy life while you can. Right. And then he pivots because he really, really falls in love with Evie and is like, now I need to find a way to stop it. That like in the like second, third, the last episode, he says that he's like, no, now I need to find a way to end this so I can spend the rest of my life with you, Evie. Right. And so instead of spending the rest of his life with him again, as he knows it, because they don't think they're going to be able to stop the asteroid, he doesn't do that and goes to stop the, I just think it like completely violates the character. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that, I think for it, it was more, more of an egregious like one eighty for him than it was for her. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because you know she this whole time through through the series was learning to be more independent, learning to go after what she wants, and looking for purpose, looking well. for purpose, and trying to yeah. seek that, and trying to also find it in like with a timer. Because right. she didn't know for sure if his math was right or not. You know, she had this skeptical, like, but healthily skeptical idea about it. Like, okay, maybe it's true, but like, maybe we should yeah. also plan just in case it isn't. Yeah, and, she has the very pragmatic approach of like, yeah. oh, yeah, we should just seize the day regardless of if the right. world's going to end. There's nothing stopping us from doing every single thing on this list. Yep. Even if the world goes on, you know, eight months from now or whatever. Exactly. So for her to her, for her to take the opportunity to go to the Philippines and work with um, Doctors Without Borders and do all that, that was great. I liked that for her. Yeah. No. It, it was it for him character. to. I agree with you. For him to just be, you know, oh uh, well, you know, hey, you know, whatever. I'm just gonna. He's he I'm became go. Timothy Finger at the you know. End. Yeah, he kind of did. He he became less confident, which like he wasn't, but he was with her. Like I, I don't know, it was just strange. And you're right, yeah. he just kind of they have, they let have it spent go. 11 episodes or 12 episodes, however many episodes this was, like re- like he is so steadfast the entire time about this opinion and these well, and they argue about it often. Every episode they have an argument right. about it. So like for him to then kind of turn around on it like so quickly um, because he's worried about like being arrested, even though he's like the guy that is trying to save the world. Like it's it's a ludicrous proposition that I know he wouldn't believe as like his character. So yeah. I mean, I, I guess we should. You know, we're getting into the weeds here, but like, tell me a good and tell me a bad, Andrew, uh, of the show for you. Um, you know, I I'm curious because I feel like you you said you you like the show, so I'm hoping to hear we have some good. Yeah, it was all right. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Hmm. slow descent from yeah i like this good and a bad in general i i think no no i I can go uh in general i liked the characters like i thought all the characters were interesting i don't know if they were always funny or if they always like landed or if their chemistry was amazing etc etc but individually you have you have hank you have uh Samina, is that her name? Yeah, 
and you have you know Sumita. the supporting characters um you know in addition to in addition to Xavier and Evie and they were all kind of quirky in their own way and they kind of had their own little piece of humor in it and their involvement in the story and I thought that that was fine you know I'm mm-hmm. not saying it was you know absolutely amazing uh, but I thought it was okay. This is like the, the the least good good thing I've ever heard us say. That it's like um, the most mundane. Like yeah, no, I, good characters. I, I'm trying to avoid overselling it, right? I don't want to no, give I the know, impression I that I thought it was like phenomenal and it was the best casting I've seen since 2010 uh, because it wasn't. But no, I thought I thought the characters were interesting. They were they were weird enough, and it kind of seemed like the unlikeliest bunch to be friends. And I kind of liked that because it's kind of yeah, a fun idea. It's kind of a fun concept, right? right because they really talk about yeah, yeah. So they're coworkers, but they're also friends. Um, without Xavier, Xavier is not a coworker, without Xavier was not. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. When he basically organizes a strike against Evie. a union strike of a, a union, union strike he's not a part it was, of absolutely phenomenal um that was pretty funny that was a good episode they uh put together like decorative cardboard armor and do a maori haka uh which is kind of a fun sequence in the middle of this like big cardboard warehouse and you know the characters are fun i I agree with you that you know this they have some very weird interactions and there's some strange pivots i will i will note um they all hate their their immediate supervisor deirdre until deirdre basically blackmails evie to uh, to, like help her woo her coworker Hank, um, which has some strange Me Too complications as well because it's definitely super inappropriate the way that it's presented in the show. Yes. But the whole conceit is that she's trying to not violate like the workers like inappropriate code of conduct thing. But also the reason that they start dating is because he she whispers I have to go to the bathroom and Hank's here and Hank like thinks it's the most sultry voice ever and nearly has an orgasm. And I'm sorry to say that, but that's what the show is. And that's then causes them yeah. to fall in love. No, he's, and, he's like immediately 100% all in as soon as she whispers in his ear. It basically just gets like her in the first episode. Like they despised her. Yeah. And then they're all friends by the end of the series. And then he gets bricked up one time and he's like, all right, I love this girl forever. <laughs> um, Okay, so that was good. So you so you like the cast? You, you thought it was yeah. a fun group of, uh, of of kind of absurdist, interesting characters. Yeah, I would put that in the 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 three out of five at your own risk type of situation. And I'm not that's not my rating for the for the show. Not the official rating. Not the official claim. rating. I'm just saying like it's a it's a mid. It was okay. like it so was it's all not right. Even that great of a, a great it was cast. all right. Um, the bad. Yeah, I feel like. There are probably a few, but for okay. me, one of the things that I couldn't stop noticing and fixating on, and maybe it's just because I'm from the area say. that I'm from, yeah. is the fact that it was so blatantly, obviously not fucking Seattle. And it yeah, was, they make a big point that the show takes place in Seattle. And, and it was it Vancouver. Doesn't. They make yeah. this whole point about how everything is... It's all Seattle, Seattle. Oh, this in Seattle, this in Seattle, all this thing in Seattle. And it's like they had they had like one shot in Seattle. It was when they were on the street. Right. I think, maybe. But basically what you see is like a lot of uh, a lot of like basically drone or helicopter shots of the city and they're like, Yep, this is Seattle. And like T V shows do this a lot. You know, this is something all the that, time. that but they do it in a way that it's convincing. And this was not. There was a scene where they're there. It's I think Hank, Xavier, and Evie, and she later leaves. But they're at like this outside restaurant in the middle of the city, and in the background and like the back left, there's like the Space Needle. But it's the most <laughs> obvious like two D green screen, green yeah. screen copy you know, paste whatever four eighty p picture background that I've ever seen. And it was just like that the whole time. You know, I mean, I th- even all the streets that they showed, it was like, that's not Seattle. Those roads are too nice. It's not hilly enough. And those houses are too big. You know what I mean? Like, it was just everything about it was not Seattle. And it just, maybe it's just because like, I'm not even from Seattle, right? I'm from Tacoma, but I've spent enough time to Seattle to know that that's just not even close. It's not even passing. And it just drove me insane. 
it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Because like, I can understand why they didn't film in Seattle and they filmed in Vancouver a, because yeah. mo- most of the shows people watch are filmed in Vancouver. Um, yeah. I have a friend who went to UBC, which is, uh, you know, definitely it's like part of it's in downtown Vancouver. And he said like once a week when he was, uh, when he was attending, they would close down the main quad because shows would need to film there because it's like a nice outdoor, like a uh, concrete kind of style setting. Um, and, uh, so, but if you're going to go for a Pacific Northwest town vibe, you're not going to get better than Vancouver to represent Seattle. And I know that you're frustrated by that, but it is fundamentally the truth. No, it's true. And I, I know it's true. And I know it's being a little picky because I even, yeah. when I started going into it, I mentioned like, this is a very common thing. Right. I know that. Like I've seen lots of shows that are supposed to be, you know, downtown Manhattan and they're actually Toronto or Ontario. Yeah. That's a, right. That's like that's a very common one as well. Yeah. I'm, and I'm aware of it. It was just so, like I said, it just wasn't convincing. It was so bad. It made your blood that boil. It, just, it sounds like I can see the anger in your face. It was just, I was just like, Oh, this is just <laughs> driving me insane. Um, and, so and, this and, is and it, like, it, it was so bad that it distracted me sometimes from the show and I had to rewind, but really, okay. But I think, the we kind of already mentioned it a little bit. My other bad, which is actual content or yeah, actual I was gonna say this one feels something like something about the show. Like not to criticize you, but it's like a little. No, it is a thousand yeah. percent. I'm a thousand percent nitpicking it. Okay. Don't say now it's give me from, an actual one that like yeah. a, anyone who's not from the Pacific Northwest can actually understand. Yeah, it was it was kind of what we had mentioned prior prior was just the fact that it was just so cookie cutter. And yeah. there wasn't anything new really happening. There were right. kind of new settings and some new, new developments and new activities potentially, yeah. right? But like at the core of it, every episode was basically the same. Yeah. And I think that's it fair. really wasn't that engaging after a certain point. Yeah. Because things would happen and I would go, oh, that already happened. Oh, wait. That didn't already happen, but it did. Oh, and it would get confused, right? Because the same things are happening. The same. Oh, you're saying you're like, like because the last episode basically did the same yes, plot, but different. Exactly. It, like you couldn't keep it all straight. I see. Exactly. It's like, wait, didn't yeah. we just? Didn't we just do this? And you're like, uh, no, we didn't. But we know yeah. we did. You know. So it was just kind of like, it was too samey and it was too too copy paste for me. Um, ultimately I would probably argue that's one of the reasons why people weren't that engaged and why it was canceled. Definitely. I can, I can totally see that. Um, people were sad when it was canceled. Uh, as you mentioned there, there was an epilogue, uh, to the show, which is interesting because, uh, this show came out in the same year that frequency came out in and they both were on the CW and they both got epilogues. So I'm going to give the CW a, a big check of approval for, um, working to kind of wrap up the shows that, that didn't get finished and, and kind of make good on the promises that they like make to their fans. So like credit where it's due uh, a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we should pause for a minute and a half so you can watch the thing. Um, basically instead of frequency where they filmed the whole separate scene that was like five minutes long that had the two principal cast members. Um, here we have like a very, uh, documentary or like um comedy sitcom ending where they like freeze frame on certain shots that we've already seen in the show and then tell us what happened uh in the the most anticlimactic way you could conceive of because we know that the show basically ends with impending doom in six months for the characters and then i'll let um andrew recount the rest once he finishes oh uh, corny <laughs> So that was li- that we're going to so cut out some of the dead air but that was Andrew's live uh, reaction to to watching this epilogue live on the pod. The, um, the yeah, the end was cute but it was corny. Uh, okay, Andrew, tell him what happened, right? We we leave the show with Evie and Xavier in completely different camps. Uh Xavier going to Houston, Evie going to the Philippines, um and the rest of our cast being kind of left out sidelined because apparently they don't matter. Uh and then what happens in the epilogue? So Basically, you know, we have, we, <laughs> oh man, we see, you know, like you, like you said, it's just a bunch of freeze frames. Hey, this is what happened with these people. That's what happened with these people. Um, the, the very beginning of it was, you know, on May 17th or whatever it was, 
that whatever asteroid hit earth and killed two cows and then it was like they found a way to like reduce the impact which is like the most ludicrous that like the way that they put it is like yeah an asteroid that was going to annihilate the planet got reduced to only kill two cows yeah. like that's not the way it works in reality not at all i mean in the span of six months yeah it would have had to be diverted otherwise i'm not an astrophysicist i don't work for nasa i'm not that smart but if you break an asteroid it's going to break into all the other tiny pieces and those are all going to hit i think that's what they're implying is like they diverted the asteroid but like debris was like a single meteor that hit two cows but anyways anyways the apocalypse doesn't happen right and then you know you see all these freeze frames of you know, the updates of people's, you know... The secondary cast. Their secondary cast. You have uh, Finger in the Noise, which is Hank which is the and name of Timothy's Hank and Timothy, uh, yeah. band. Um, Once had, again, just had trying had to mild, like, Yeah, right. Yeah. Mild success. The, one of their songs was featured in an episode of season uh, 16, Supernatural. A very um, self-referential thing. Which I is funny. Su- Supernatural is on the CW. Couldn't tell you. I haven't watched it, uh, but I think that that tracks. Yeah, it's like so, Constantine, but better. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, there wasn't. You know, Deirdre and Hank had their kid, which surprise. In, in uh, Deirdre Hank's got bunker. pregnant in the bunker, and it was named Hank Junior, whether it was a boy or a girl, and that was funny. That was silly. I'm gonna add one quick little note, right. separate from the epilogue. Hank also believes that the world is ending, but that it's going to be a nuclear apocalypse on the same right. day that Xavier calculated the asteroid had hit completely independent of each other, which is also kind of a funny joke because right. like he's halfway through the show, theorist. he's like bunker shopping. He's like testing out like uh, ready pack food. Yeah. Uh, like MREs and stuff. Anyway, uh, please continue. And there's a whole, there's a whole like story beat where he's trying to pick the one, because his bunker's so small. He has to pick the one person that can fit in it with him. Right, and, and Deirdre he, has uh, has broken up with him at that point. His yes, girlfriend, the, yeah. And so he he's Ultimately trying to decide between Evie. Timothy Finger and Evie, um, but he can't bring them both. Citing if it was his responsibility to populate the Earth, repopulate the Earth, Evie is his best shot. Um, <laughs> anyways, but right at the end, we have basically the exact same scene as we see in the beginning, where Xavier and Evie meet at the farmer's market but it's in a different country presumably the philippines presumably the philippines we don't know for sure but they kind of have that same scene they're back together yay they're not back together you just see them and they kind of smile it's assumed yeah i mean it's it's trying to say that they ended up together uh, who's gonna argue that they didn't end up getting back together me because i'm the devil's advocate of this whole freaking podcast we still argue about whether or not the ending of alcatraz is the ending that it was Sure. <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to be, Presley, because I couldn't be bothered. Uh, right, yeah, enough. so it's interesting that the CW, I, I think it's fair to say that a, that a decent amount of the shows that we're going to end up watching and covering on this come from the CW. I actually don't know. I should do. I should like do a like statistical breakdown of like what networks cancel the most. I think NBC would win actually. Um, Netflix is NBC up there has too, a though. Lot of stinkers. What? Yeah, I, I guess NBC has time on there. Uh, They've time existed for longer. In certainly. the advantage uh, yeah. over Netflix, or maybe we'll maybe we'll do like a special uh, post about that on our on our social media at Season One Pod, mm. just because that would be a fun breakdown. Because mm-hmm. um, I'd be curious that. I, but I don't want to compile that list. Uh, more work, Andrew. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can do it later. No, that's no, fine. Famously, we can do it later. Yeah, we can always do it later. Exactly. Um, in terms of my good and bad, I would say that I like the premise. Like, I think it's a fun concept for a show, and I think it should have been a straight comedy instead of drama. Um, I can agree to that. Or you need to go full drama. I, I think the only show that's done this well is Last Man on Earth, where you know they it's very funny, but it's like extremely dour at the same time. Like it's like a black comedy, right? Where like uh, so much of it is like comedy because of how morbid and kind of fucked up the world has gotten, right? And so I feel like you could do it in in one of those two ways. But I like 
I like the premise enough to where I would like if you when you told me about the show, like when I am hurt hear about it, not you personally, Andrew, yeah. but like when I heard about the show, I'm like, oh, that's a fun comedy concept. But then the drama gets in the way of it or that's a fun drama concept, but the comedy gets in the way of it. So that's like a good and a bad kind of at the same time. Mm. Um, uh, bad is it's uh, the cookie cutterness is is painful. Um, to the point where like the last three episodes, things are happening and it was very boring and it's not as if there is not things happening that aren't exciting, but because you have seen the formula too many times, you, I'm just over it. Right. Like, yeah. And they add in some plots that go nowhere and it, yeah, it's just too cookie cutter. And this goes in line with the other criticism I have is that the episodes are too fucking long. These shows, they're 45 minute episodes. They should have been 22 minute episodes. Um, they could have been written a lot tighter um, and cut out a lot of the extra, uh, extra cruft that is exists around a lot of the subplots that aren't Evie and Xander focused. Cause most of the stuff with Evie and Xavier is pretty good. Uh, you know, like there's, I think that they have fun chemistry. They they have fun storylines. I like it when they butt heads and they have genuine, interesting conversations uh, about like what it means to seize the day, what it means, it, you know, how valuable your life is relative to somebody else. You know, like those those conversations they have are interesting. That's in the good camp, uh, but it, it the it, the episodes are just too long, and I stopped caring really quickly. No, that's all fair, and I think the the ending of the series, those last three episodes arguably more things happened in the series that were interesting that could have kept me gripped and kept me wanting to see it but like you said we had seen so much of the same and so much of that cookie cutter copy paste that it wasn't as interesting to your your point right but if they would have been able to to take kind of what they they had in those last three episodes and kind of adapt more of that model into the show yeah. probably would have been a bit better. And as well, that probably would have helped them cut out some of the useless, like, Hey, we disagreed again. Whoops. Oh, now we're back together and we're happy. Yeah. Like they could have cut out a few of those and made shorter episodes. And, and to your credit, you, completely on the nose with, with your, your criticisms. I think that would have, if, if both of those were remedied or different, it could have been a lot more successful. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I think there's a way to, you know, those last, I, like we said, two, three episodes, they're much more dramatic than they are comedic. They're funny moments, but that's like, you didn't lean enough into the comedy to make it feel like a full comedy. And you didn't lean enough into the drama to make me invested by these last three episodes. And so you're kind of caught in the middle. So, so those are my main criticisms. I, I like the show. I think I actually like it better than you, surprisingly enough. Um, just better based on more? our kind of recounting, oh, better, better than me. Yeah, yeah like I'll, I'll be curious to see what our star rating ends Netflix up is being. You. I was like, no, you're trash. <laughs> Anyways, I like Netflix as you. Same. I thought you were. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I I was mistaken. So I was like, uh, hold on. Side note for our listeners: I have yet to watch season four of you because I had to watch this stupid fucking show and it's too long. Uh. S- actually exactly same i have yeah, not right. been able to watch any of the shows that you I know watch. you was originally on my list back in college when that show first aired you thought it was but gonna be canceled no it was canceled. oh it Life- was wasn't it lifetime canceled it and then that's uh, right netflix bought the rights and uh and that's right it. That's as funny. has happened several times because I've been updating our list regularly and there have been several shows that are canceled at the end of a season. And then uh, like one uh, a show recently that was like a fan favorite by by a popular actor, I'm forgetting all the details, was picked up by Showtime. And so mm. like it was on my list and I had to scratch it off because uh, we couldn't uh, we can't cover it because that it breaks our rule. Dag oh, Nabbit. also, we got a comment from a listener um, that they were like they had suggested shows that were on our website. Uh, that weren't on our website, like that weren't on our list, um, but they were limited series. We do not do limited series. Oh, that that no, breaks the rule. Those are intentionally one season. Precisely. We're right? looking if, if the intent shows. was one season, it's it's not there. Exactly. So I guess exactly. that's the different asterisk on our one rule. But I mean, it's it's not. It wasn't canceled after one season. It was intended to be one Correct. season. That's the that's the difference. If it we starts appreciate... as a limited series and then they renew it for another season, yeah, that then that's also not viable. Right. We appreciate the feedback and we want to keep hearing from you. Please do continue letting us know what ideas you have for shows because while it is a bottomless pit, at some point, (laughs) 
the well is going to start running dry and you're going to yeah. start watching even worse shows than we have already done. Yeah, we're, we're trying keeping, to kind of find yeah. the mid ones. Yeah, we're trying to not keep it obviously even terrible and cover those. Hopefully not saving like all of us. Dissociating our listeners as well. Because you know there are going to be those episodes that are just like the slogs that our listeners are probably going to be laughing at us about. Like where we're wanting to die. Um, yeah. And they're like, no why did you guys ever tomorrow. watch this show? There's going to be a lot of those. Yeah, the new new tomorrow was a little, uh, you know, I expected to, to come across shows that did that to me. However, not so soon. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was completely my mistake. And uh, I can and will do better. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. We we've forgiven you at large. You paid you paid your penance. I'm not sure I've forgiven myself yet. Yeah, I feel like that's the game we got to play is that if you pick a bad show off of the list at random because you're basically picking shows out of a hat, you lose the you you have to skip a week um of of picking. So is it retroactive? So for picking Alcatraz, no, do I you then also picked Alcatraz. Get to I did no. Yes. Don't gaslight me. I, I did not can pick show Alcatraz. you the fucking Discord messages. Ugh. All right. I don't care enough about Alcatraz to fight it. But that's fine. I think that's possibly fair. Although, if I keep ending, if I end up continuously picking all of the shitty shows, then I don't get to pick. And then you I lose, lose part of my rate. agency in this project. <laughs> and I don't want to do that because. Yeah. It's fun to pick a show, which I just have already done, but we'll get to that later. And I was going through the shows and I was like, oh, that one looks good. Oh, that one actually looks pretty decent. Wow, that one looks fucking terrible. Wow, that one looks decent. And uh, I think and I'm going to intentionally pick that. a bad one next time. I lose that if, uh, if if I always pick the bad ones. So, Okay. Well, let's get back to what we're here for, which is No Tomorrow. Okay. Um, Andrew, tell me what you would have wanted to see out of a second season. You know, that's part of the podcast. That's part of us dissecting and and assessing for our viewers. Like, where could they have gone in season two? We're, we'll forget the epilogue exists, right? That right. Evie is in the Philippines. Uh, Xavier is in Houston trying to stop the asteroid. There's six months till uh, you know zero day of its arrival. Uh, what do you, what do you anticipate? You know, I think from a season two, we have we have Evie in the Philippines. She's met up with this or met this mysterious doctor guy uh, in Iceland. She met him in Iceland when she went on the last episode and kind of had some chemistry, some undeniable romantic dramedy chemistry going on. I will say one thing about Evie is that if there is a uh – conventionally attractive man somewhere in the room she will flirt and or uh end up probably dating them because it happens three times in the show yeah yeah and and you know she's not really ever in a relationship so she's just kind of doing her own thing and she's like dang this guy's really cute i'm cute let's hang out and that's fine right um no 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 judgment i'm just saying it is no it is a recurring theme it's not out of character for her because it would seem out of character if you just described it uh, you know from the synopsis of her being kind of like a kind of closed person yeah, it's another one of those copy paste things, though. It's like, yes, that's yes, true, yeah, but absolutely. You know, uh, you know. So I, I think from season two, we would see Evie in the Philippines talking with the doctor guy. I couldn't even tell you what his name is. They barely even mention his name, to be honest I with don't you. Think they always just like, oh, you're here again, because they bump into each other like seven times in Iceland. Yeah, I mean, I obviously has a name, and they introduce yeah. each other or whatever. I don't remember his name. He's not really even a character, to be honest with you. He. You know, basically since we brought up you earlier, since we brought up you earlier, he feels like a Joe Go- Goldberg, like where he like is intentionally like creating situations where he's going to yeah. bump into Evie. It's just the way it's written. I know it's not literally yeah. what it is, but right. Anyway, since no, it, it kind of comes back around. I think that's I think that's a fair analysis. No, so yeah. you know we see her in the Philippines with this doctor who uh, actually had a run in with Xavier. And Xavier kind of gave him this wake up call that I should be doing whatever I want to do with my life. And when and Evie thing, was in the hospital, when she Evie was died. in the hospital earlier in the in the show, and so there's like this this whole faded encounter where he just decides, you know what, I want to, I want to do Doctors with the Borders. I want to go do this. I want to, I want to do something better with my life than just working in this hospital. Which you know, even doing what he's doing is is an admirable thing. 
so they would end up in the Philippines. You'd probably see some romance there. You would probably, I don't know, see some way or opportunity that she ends up back in or in Texas or something because her and her and Xavier have to cross paths, right? There's right. no way you're just going to see these two different stories and they don't have anything to do with each other. Somehow or another, you're going to see them cross paths again. Despite being on opposite ends of the planet. Despite being on opposite, somehow, right. some way. No, I agree. They're going to yeah, write yeah. it in and make sense of it. You're also going to see Xavier trying to work on figuring out how to how to save the world. And beyond that, in addition to Hank and Deirdre having their child, I don't, I can't see where this was going to go. Yeah. Because for me... This is another one of those shows similar in my in my head to frequency where yeah. it's not built as it's kind of the platform that it has isn't very sustainable. Yeah, you, it should have been a limited series maybe. Yeah, it should have been a limited series. Maybe, right. maybe and this wouldn't even I don't even think would do very well. Maybe you would see them solving the asteroid crisis or the meteor crisis i don't know the difference between them you stop the meteor from crashing and xavier finds a new apocalypse Um, that's the that's like that's the only thing i can imagine keeps true to the series of the show while keeping the same characters and the same things going on because if if there wasn't a new apocalypse they can't drag on this same apocalypse for eight months because yeah, at that point pass they accelerated. The I was gonna say they accelerated yeah. a bunch of time in the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't. I don't know. That that's the most I can I can really give as far as a conjecture of what would have happened, because there wasn't got, a lot to go from. I got your. I, I I hear your your season two prediction, and I'm I'm gonna tweak it a touch because I thought about this right, and and you you were in the in the vein of what I was gonna say, so I'm just gonna take yours and roll with it a little bit. So we we see uh, Evie in uh, the Philippines. She is working with Doctors at Border. She's traveling around as well. She's not just in the Philippines because that was one of the big things is that she really wanted to travel the world, and this was kind of allowing her to do that. Yeah. Um, she's with this new doctor guy who who I think is very creepy, but that's just a personal opinion. Um, and uh. She has another medical emergency, and we discover that she has like a terminal illness that she has mm, like a year okay. left, right? Where it's not another apocalypse from like the Xavier perspective, it's like another ticking clock of like, sure. you know, she has only you know nine months, uh, two years, whatever, right? But something that you can fit into the span of a season that motivates her because she's at doctors out borders. There's doctors, there's a way to kind of get it going. And then you introduce Xavier back in because he hears about it and he's like so concerned. Right. So he comes to like her aid to take care of her, to help her. Right. Not knowing about this new guy, you get some nice drama there. You could introduce new side characters in a different locale and kind of uh, not forget about, but like, you know, uh, push aside the other characters that have already kind of completed their plots. And I think, uh, I think you got a season two, baby. Yeah, I think that that could have made for a compelling season two, because that's what I thought was going to happen. So in this, in like the first or second episode, Evie like gets in a pogo sticking accident. At, yeah. Like Xavier sends her a pogo stick because she always wanted to, because um, it's like silly. Like Xavier's are like do the Iditarod, and yeah, it was like, on her apocalypse. Exactly right. Like his are much more extreme, and hers are like very very tame. Like get a pogo stick, um, and so she has an accent, and then they discover that she has a heart condition, and so I thought they were gonna do it like where she is also going to die. Like even no matter if the apocalypse is right or not, she is gonna die. Right. Like she has six months to live or whatever. So I thought yeah. that's what they're gonna do. So I'm I'm rolling with that into what could have been a season two. So it, writers, if you're listening, let me know if you guys ever want to renew the show. I'll I'll be happy to do a little spec script for you. Please don't. I don't think I could take <laughs> them f- them filming in quote the Philippines, but actually filming in the Pacific like, Northwest, Mexico or something, and just being <laughs> like, "Yeah, this is the Philippines. We promise." You know what I mean? That I just I can't I can't do it. There's a great there's a great zombie movie um, by by uh, one of the people that created Night of the Living Dead that was filmed in the Philippines. It's like a, a classic uh, horror film that's like schlocky, um, but they say that it's in Santa Monica, and that's also like one of those very funny things where the Philippines 
uh, looks nothing like Southern California, right? Pretty much at all. Um, and they're like driving through the jungle, and they're like, the Santa Monica Hospital is just down the road, and it's like, no, it's not. So that's what we could see in this is that they're you know clearly not in the Philippines, right? Uh, or like they pull a Cowboy Bebop where everything's on a set, right? Right? Yeah. Iceland was convincing enough for me. I've never been, but it there was nothing like of, Iceland. There weren't really. I mean, I like I said, I've never been. All I imagine she went was in that the dead she, of winter. She might have. We don't know. But she could have, have right? They don't really concept. give us context for when the when things are happening. Um, yeah. But it would not be that snowy, and there are barely trees in Iceland. Fair enough. So I guess they fucked up on that too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, it's because they had trees around them in Vancouver in the mountains, right? Like, right. Yeah, that's much. I'm, they were really in the snow. Like I have no doubt that they filmed that. Oh outside, no, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, you know that's not what Iceland looks like. Iceland yeah. gets snow, but they don't have any forests at all. Sure. Well, that's good to know. Now you know. Uh, yeah, you know. Not not much I could see. You know, I didn't see much of a future with this one. Kind of meh. Kind of meh. Pretty, Leads pretty us, meh. Uh, Tell, um, what, what's your star rating you alluded to it mm-hmm. you kind of said it wasn't your official you said three out of five but it, no, it you wasn't know what? actually that what's your star rating i want you to tell me and our listeners review the stars and their meaning and yes. then i want to hear your rating first okay i always go first you're going first this time i i love it this is great um so uh quick reminder for new uh and returning listeners about our star rating um so zero out of five is this was a fundamentally terrible idea that should never have been put to paper um, and should not have ever been made, period, at all. Um, should Dead on arrival. Um, one is maybe should have gotten a pilot, uh, but probably shouldn't have been pulled to full length of a series. Uh, two is it was fine. I watched a season of it, and I probably didn't like the majority of it. I kind of liked it, but it didn't deserve another season. It's kind of mediocre. Um, three is, you know, this is okay. I, I could see 50, 50 people liking it or disliking it. Uh, it's, it's our recommend, uh, watch at your own peril kind of recommendation. Uh, cause we enjoyed it, but some people may not, and you might mm-hmm. really love watch it. So, so it's kind of middle of the road. Uh, four is, this is a solid show that should have gotten another season. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Most people would enjoy it. Um, and, uh, deserved another chance at life let's say and five is the the criminal crimes uh the the ones that should never have been canceled and whoever canceled them deserves to be fired um you know there there those are the rare gems that we are looking that's the whole point of the podcast is to find the fives and some of the zeros because i think it'll be fun to find some zeros um true uh, but uh that is our rating for me this is exactly a two uh, it, it is, uh, you know, in the way that I described to you just a moment ago, it, there are a couple fun times. It, the premise is okay. I don't think it's like should have only had a pilot or, sh- you know, shouldn't have ever existed. I just don't think they like really wrote it well enough to justify the whole season. I think that it was uh, fine. You know, it's like I wouldn't recommend it to really anyone unless you like have this kind of absurdist humor that they kind of embrace at certain points, which is funny. Uh, so yeah, that's my rating. Uh, what about you, Andrew? I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I would put it as as a solid two as well. It yeah. was a season of television. I can't really justify why it could should have continued. It was a it yeah. was a decent concept. I think that the idea of it could have made for a really good show. I just think that the way it was done didn't hit. And yeah, it's like a moment to moment execution problem. Exactly. You know, I. Probably wouldn't recommend it unless you're unless you've watched every other terrible show out there, or you just literally have nothing going on, which or you know, are no just judgment. like watching the shows that we're re- that we watch, yeah. right? Like some people yeah. are doing that. That are some people are watching along, and that's great. If you want to watch it, feel free. You know, uh, you could probably save yourself some time too. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was a solid two. I think it perfectly describes a two. Yeah, this might be like our new two benchmark. I was just thinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I th- I think that it was fine. I th- you know, I think we did it. We got we through did, it. We done Another did show it. down. Another yep. show uh, in the feather in the cap, as they say. Um, <laughs> all right, Andrew, I think that kind of concludes our conversation on, on No Tomorrow. 
uh, two out of fives for both of us uh, on the star ratings. Uh, where can they find more information about the podcast? Ooh, you can find us at season1pod.com as well as season underscore one underscore pod on all socials. We're working on being more active on all of our socials. Yes. Uh, our main right now is Instagram. Uh, neither of us are huge Twitter, et cetera, users, but we're working on it. Uh, so yeah. feel free to give us a follow there. We'll follow back. Uh, yeah, we're just, we're, we're mainly Instagram focused, but you can find uh, we, us everywhere. Season underscore one underscore pod. The other good one is uh, we, we have our own subreddit that we, we, do that we made subreddit. and we're moderating. So if you guys want to have uh, conversations about the episodes, we, we're kind of putting each new episode up there um, and you can kind of be a place to chat and meet your, your fellow uh, listeners and watchers. Um, so, so join us there as well. Uh, last thing we did plug it last time, but I'll plug it again is our Patreon. Uh, you know, we, we we gotta pay the bills around here. We gotta we gotta host the website. We gotta pay for the eighty thousand streaming services that now exist. Uh, so we'd really appreciate it uh, if you're enjoying the show and feel like contributing. No pressure at all. Um, but we love all of our listeners, regardless of if you're doing it for free or not. Um, so we we hope that you'll stick with us and continue watching our shows. I am dreading the show that Andrew is going to say just because I dread it every <laughs> single time. It could be great. It could be terrible. I yeah. genuinely have no idea. We always reveal it live on the podcast. Uh, so Andrew, tell myself and the other listeners of the pod what show we are watching next time. Well, I want to take just a moment to validate your fear. <laughs> I just really want to hold space for yeah. the genuine really give it a moment fear to that you feel when I'm deciding because... I haven't been good at it, but, <laughs> well, and it's also reciprocate. Like we never know, right? It's right. like such, it's such a roulette gamble, you know, uh, hitting when you shouldn't kind of, right. uh, gambling analogy. Right. So I've um, been bad at it and I knew I was picking this next episode for or this, in uh, this next show for us to watch. And so I made sure that I picked one that was good that has been pretty well received and actually a lot of the community who watched it were very upset that it was canceled. Okay. We're watching The Midnight Gospel. It's a Netflix oh, animated yeah, that was recent. series. It's actually, yep. yeah, it was a 2020 series, I believe. It, it pretty much yeah. uh, came out around the time that, that COVID hit the world and it has been widely revered, widely loved. One of my best friends, Jesse, absolutely loved that show. Interesting, okay. Um, and so it was canceled. Um, well, so we're watching Midnight Gospel. The Midnight Gospel. Okay, well, uh, listeners, if you care to watch it along with us, please do. Uh, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, leave us a like and review as well. I forgot to mention that earlier, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, but as always, my name is Presley. And my name is Andrew. And we watch it. See you on Napti.